Yes, and I just play it like this. If you're going to get on Facebook and say, oh, you didn't sound like the record, I'll block you. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you do a good CW Stone King. Yeah. You're much better than you, Jordan Peterson. <laughs> it's sick. <laughs> That's mint. Well, um, this is it. This is a new episode. Uh, just tuned in, which you have because you are listening. Episode 53, it's 20 Tangents with Andy. Basically, I have 20 questions for Andy. I don't know if it's 20. It might have been more. It might have been less. But uh, we'll just learn a little bit of what makes Andy tick, um, a little bit more structured than a normal one. But uh, I had a good time. I appreciate your honesty in answering them. Andy, how, how did you like it? I thought it was good. I found it um, a little bit self-indulgent because I got to talk about myself a lot. But you know what? You don't get to do that very often. So... I enjoyed it. And then I'll return the favor in the future with a 20 tangents with Woz. But it's not about you. It's about me. 20 tangents with Andy. Enjoy. You. I invented yeah. a straw. A type of straw the other day. Keep your straw thing to yourself. <clears throat> My family are functioning alcoholics almost across the board. See that chair? It used to be gone. So if it turned out koalas were good for erections, we'd be dragging them out of the trees. So much, so much frothing. So much frothing. <laughs> I didn't even get stomped in the dick. That's my junk. Yeah, put it away. So uh, yeah, the wave pool. Wave pool because I had the the like get a backhand barrel of doing air was my last year goal. So I had a big night Saturday night, and then sun oh yeah Sunday did nothing. Monday, no, I didn't. I didn't do nothing. It was just by the time Monday came around, I was fucking out of energy and I hadn't eaten very well. And booked advance left. I fucking ate shit on the first four takeoff attempts. It was fucking hard takeoff, but I was just, I wasn't paddling fast enough or something. I was just struggling. And like the head noise was getting brutal. It's so, it's fucking, it's pretty intense. Audience as well. What's that? Audience. With an audience too. Yeah. Yeah everything and i was just like fuck this i'm going in like why did i bother what a waste of money and they'd be like no no fucking get your shit together so then i was doing slow breathing and then i'm I, then i made a couple of takeoffs and this is when it was still turns first and did a few good turns i was like, all right i'm back then the barrel came on ate shit on a takeoff paddle around next one made the takeoff but then straight into a nosedive because it's it's tiny and heavy and then yeah, so you don't get that like like a bluff where you get a big wall to knife in and time to set up, even though it's real quick down the line. It's it's small. Well, yeah, it's small, and sometimes you get time, but the waves change. Like some of them have got wedges in them, some of them aren't big enough. But then I got one, made the takeoff, and it just it wedged up really well, and I was on my toe rail, like sort of turning like to away from the barrel, because because it draws so hard, which put me then into the because I was drawing like that. So then I was like, oh, I'm deep here. I'm deep. So then I put the hand out, grabbed the rail and got fully pitted in the stance and come flying out. And I was like, oh, I think that was, yes. I think that was pretty good. And I paddled back out and I was pretty chuffed. And this bodyboarder who'd been getting pitted, he goes, oh, dude, that was a sick backhander you got. And I like, look over my shoulder. So he's like, yeah, man, sick backhander. I was like, oh, yes. Like you don't understand how many fucking... Waves I failed on to get that. And that was it. That was the highlight. And then there was no other highlights. And then we... Fuck yes. But I I've, I've did it and I felt it 
and it just because it draws so hard, it forces you. It forced you into that proper stance. Yeah. Where Do you, you, do, you don't drive through it, eh? You just kind of you pull the stance and let it barrel you, and then you're out on the shoulder. Yeah, because on the right, I found it easier. Like first, first right barrel last time, I ate shit straight away. You've got to almost point towards the shore because it's it's okay. too yeah, heavy yeah. to race. So you point towards the shore, and then you get barreled. And it's the same on the yep. left. You're almost pointing towards the shore and it forces you to sort of, yeah, you're almost, you're pointing almost to the shore, but then your body's back and open. And I got one, yep. but it was enough to get the feeling of like, oh yeah, that's how it feels. So pretty pumped. Fuck yeah. That's such, that's a sick froth. That, that oh, cause he called that for a long time. You want yeah. to get the backhand pit. Do you reckon it translates to surf? Because like you look at Kelly's pool and he's real down the line. Like everyone getting barreled is like he's heading horizontal, like completely perpendicular to the wave direction. But I don't know. I think it would in really wedgy conditions where you are trying to do that. But I think in like down the line barrels, I don't. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't think it's going to translate that much. Maybe what about if you did it a like- lot, but yeah. Somewhere like Wedge in Tassie or like yep. uh, at 13th Beach, like where it's a real wedge, the yep. thing's going to barrel you and you can't go too fast. King you Island, anywhere where you got to sort of slow down yeah. and straighten it up because it's wedgy, I reckon it would help. But anything that's like racing, like Red Bluff style, it's I reckon that's different. Yeah. And also that's Red that. Bluff's much bigger, so it's different again, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's a, that's a mad froth. I like that yeah. you hold on to that. For, for for a little while. Yeah, that wasn't my, my um, froth last time, was it? I don't think so. Fucking who cares? I've not heard about this no. backhand pitting. You can, if you're still frothing on it, that's what's got you frothing. No. Right? Yeah. And not to go exactly. on about it, but then we did advanced turns, right? So no barrels, just turns. And that I was so cold by then. Like it was 10 o'clock at night. I was so cold in my 3-2 water temp. Fuck knows what it is, but... I was so I got a few nice turns and it just got worse and worse. And my mate filmed like every wave and it was pretty brutal like viewing. But I think I learned <laughs> I think I learned a fair bit from it. Just like like I think my top turns I extend through them real well at the end, but I should be extending at the start at the top of the wave because it's almost yep. like put it on rail and then extend and get this nice turn. But it's the second half, whereas I should be extending at the top and getting that turn at the top. Fuck, that's invaluable, isn't it? Like, yeah. there's no surf picks out there. Like, there is snow picks or horse picks or rodeo picks or whatever. Like, you got to... It's hard to get footage of yourself, and that's the perfect setup. Is there a fucking surf picks? Is yeah. IJ been there? Is he trying to dominate it? There's surf picks, but they there's one guy shooting lefts and rights, and he didn't shoot the late session, so I didn't get any photos of him on the right, and the, he didn't shoot all the lefts, so the only one he got of me... I was just sort of standing upright in front of a barrel. Maybe that was my barrel, but um, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But you can organise in to shoot you properly. And the other thing you can what, do. What about? Sorry, you go. Oh, what about like having you pay a little extra for real time coaching, and it's you put a rashy on, so like everyone wearing a rashy wants feedback. You have a little earpiece, and it's like, okay, Andy, we know you're in red, so and so's in blue. It's like Andy real good, try and do this on your takeoff or you're paddling too far on the shoulder, like real-time feedback for it. Fuck, why aren't they doing that? Well, that's what I was about to say. Talking to a guy in the water and he's like, oh, I did the coaching session 
And it's exactly oh. that, except the guy sits in the water in the channel you, and you pay an extra like 15 bucks, he said. And Fuck when yeah. you finish your wave, as you're paddling back out, old mate gives you tips in real time in the water. And he said for 15 bucks, it was the best money he's ever spent because you got someone Done. like Kale Bell Warren or whatever telling you yeah, what you yeah. fucked up on that wave and then you go and fix it straight away. So you're probably worth doing that when you do go and surf it because I think it's cheap. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, fucking oath. No, that, that's, I mean, it's just the perfect spot for it, isn't it? Because everyone's there to improve. If it's not your first time for a novelty, then fucking why not? Yeah. So, anyway. I like it. That's um, that's your, your froth, is it? Yeah, it must be. <laughs> it's a good way to open the show. I've got a froth as well for you. What are you, what are you frothing um, on? That you're going to appreciate it. I've got Tassie beers in WA. Instead of us reaping, uh, or me particularly, just telling everyone the benefits of export and everyone should be drinking it had yeah. a little beer exchange and i've got a cascade lager i went camping the other weekend had a cascade draft and i've got a cascade bitter here the the three disciples the uh the enigmas of tasmania that you can't get anywhere else these days because dan murphy's used to deliver them but they stopped doing that because they it was a raw yeah. six bucks free delivery from tassie out here for cartons of piss so. yeah the only ones i've seen in the shops are cascade pale ale is, um, and yeah. Cascade Premium and Premium Light's pretty prevalent, but they miss all the good ones. Cascade Lager is the hipster beer in Hobart. Cascade Draft is a beer that I drank as a eighteen-year-old to twenty-seven. <laughs> and I, I, and then Cascade I, I, I to drink that. like a classic bogan bogan drink. It's good. So that's yeah. our mate's favourite. So that's good to know. Yep, there's some good uh, breweries down in Hobart now too. Next time you get down there. Yeah, well, next time will be your wedding, Christmas time, next Hell year. Yeah. Did you get your invite on the weekend? No. <laughs> <laughs> Check your email. I'm fucking coming. I don't. I don't need your fucking invite. I'm coming anyway. <laughs> check your email. All right, I'll check. <laughs> I will. I'll, I I'll get it. around the email. I had a spreadsheet. It's oh, so man. hard. Uh, anyway, I'll check it later and tell you if I didn't. The thing is, um, like, we've invited too many people. It's like, oh, most of these people won't that's come. good. And, like, everyone is responding yes. Even the people we thought definitely won't come, they're all saying yes. I'm like, fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> we don't need everyone to turn up. <laughs> we need, like, 80%. That's what we've planned for. If we get 100%, I'm going to be pissed off. Surely they'll I don't drop reckon, off. like, if you get 100%, it's going to be proper all time so it'll be good but um, i'm gonna be poverty stricken that's the only problem yeah well that's all right we'll we'll put some money on crypto between now and then and you'll be fine I was, th- I was thinking that like put all the savings in bitcoin it's dropped since elon tapped out and then like it's Elon's either an awesome weekend. wedding or no wedding <laughs> that, that's it you should make people send you 10 bucks and you can um decide how to invest it and then uh, you could have a sick time or a shit time yeah man so episode 50 something who cares what are we doing today we're doing 20 questions with Andy which um, if I know you well enough is going to end up with 20 tangents with Andy but (laughs) 20 questions with Andy I just thought it'd be a cool concept you and I uh, had a very good mate of ours from Tasmania called Mimi shout out to memes Um, still a mate of ours (laughs) still still around (laughs) <laughs> haven't seen her in a while um but she whenever we'd go on road trips or you'd meet someone particularly remember in new zealand that she 
we'd pick up <laughs> it's one time we picked up a hitchhiker on the way up to one of the mountains and whenever we meet someone new Mimi just the yeah, academic that she is would drill them with 20 yeah. questions and they just want to get out doesn't matter where you are I'd introduce her to someone she lived in Vico for a bit and I introduced her to a few mates and took her to some surf spots some uh, super secrets and, and she'd just drill everyone with 20 questions so yeah. that got me um, an idea these poor hitchhikers in the back just like who is this crazy bitch let me out of here <laughs> Just, this one guy we got in the van and there's it's a four-person camper van and there's seven of us in, in it just packed sitting on top of shit everywhere and we were like, yeah, yeah, we've got room for two Heaps more. We have to stand. <laughs> <laughs> and these, these guys get in there looking at us like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right, mate. And then maybe just starts drilling them. Do you, <laughs> I think it was the good. same trip. We picked up a, like a, a Spanish chick and I think she had dreadies and she stunk the car out and we were like oh we'll pick this chick up check her out and then everyone's like well, why this chick stinks we gotta we gotta drop her off you know what i was thinking about that trip right i was late to it so that that i don't remember that bird and it must have been before it might have been pre pre you but i yeah it might have even been something was, completely different but i remember a, smell, was, a smelly hitchhiker I just I remember like the days of road tripping when you were so much more in the moment. There's no Instagram. No one's like, oh, stand by, do that again. I've got to get a photo of it. But we're like, I flew down from, flew in late, Christchurch, got strip searched and held back because I had a few positive tests for THC on my equipment. And they, they told me there was a few drugs in Queenstown. Based on your haircut, I think. <laughs> I had long dreadies and it was a midnight flight. Anyway, <laughs> so I was delayed and then I got down to Queenstown. And no phone, it was like, we'll meet you in Queenstown. It's not a big place. We'll just drive around. We'll find you. And I called you guys from a payphone. No idea where I was. And then it, like you were just driving around. I was standing in the snow just thinking, maybe they'll find me. Maybe they won't. Yeah. Next minute, there's like, there's a fucking head out the back door of a, of a camper van. It's Trav just going, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, sick. Like things work. I agreed to be at a place. You agreed to be near yeah. there. Those were the days. Well, I was telling a story at work to the to the youngsters about our first trip to Japan. I was like, yeah, we had all this band gear and we rocked up to Tokyo and this is before booking.com. And like, what? Before booking.com? I was like, yeah. So there was no way to actually book anything. You just <laughs> look around and see if you could. And everywhere we looked was like five-star hotels. We had no money. So we ended up going into a karaoke bar and just booking a room for the night where you sing. It was like, then <laughs> sang a few tunes and then just all laid down and went to sleep and just listened to Japanese businessmen like singing all through the night and it would cost us like 50 bucks so fuck is that not a that's a traveller's hack for all time like oh, book the all night hack. karaoke bar yeah it's pretty noisy though better get your noise cancelling headphones <laughs> and you're on it's cheap but yeah before maps on your phone and before booking.com things were harder but they worked out things were like they worked out and you just had to have more life skills. Like we're 100% we're devolving. But I think that's another that's another tangent for another day. We're here for 20 questions with Andy. Yep. And the re- we don't, if we devolve, we will not devolve if that's even a fucking word because we're going to put ourselves in the wilderness as often as possible. Switch off. You and I aren't going to devolve. No, hopefully not. Well, so what's on? Not. What oh, are we doing? Do you want to just do you want to just crack straight in? We've, you've done a frothing. I'm frothing on Tassie beers. You, yeah, you're frothing on. Yeah, hit get me. Pitted. I've never um, been interviewed. I have been interviewed before, but not. Yeah, let's do it. 
It's been a while. Right, so it's not quite. I mean, it, look, it's not going to be exactly get to know Andy. I don't want to know the deep dark secrets of nah. you know your, your childhood. But um, there's some random questions. So let's just let's just fucking roll. I hope if you don't like any of them, you know, you just. I'll answer them all truthfully. If there's anything that's too real, we'll edit it out. Just give it the Fifth Amendment. Um, all right. First of all, just to, we'll start off with some easy ones. Like, I'm nervous. Uh, growing up, growing up, home and away or neighbours. Or so probably at different stages of my life, either or, never both, and then probably more home and away than neighbours. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I haven't watched it in years and years, but Mel she's been working with disabled people and one of the places she goes every week they watch home and away now she's sort of been sucked back into a bit so i watched a couple of episodes and it's a bit different like there's like instagram influencers and um then the, yeah, there's big drama but alf alf stewart's still there fuck knows how he's still alive but home and away what about you um all right I, I, that sounds like you're home and away <laughs> Yeah, I was home and away. I never quite got into neighbours. I just, I don't know why. Didn't who did, click. Who did you have the biggest crush on when you were growing up at, between, at a home and away and neighbours? Oh, see, neighbours never really got into it. I, I didn't mind a bit of a Beck, um, Beck Cartwright at the time. That was yes. probably the, you know, I was discovering what was going on. But um, What about, yeah, I don't know. Nicola Charles. Remember Nicola who's Charles? Nicola Charles? I think she was on neighbours. Nah, Dave, um... Who's the fucking comedian, most famous comedian in Australia? David fucking... Hughes. Dave Hughes had one of his first bit ever, which I had on an MP3, was about Nicola Charles calling his house to talk to his mate. It's like, Nicola Charles is on the phone. <laughs> fucking amazing. And he was funny back then. Probably still is, but this is when he was like a up-and-coming stand-up. Anyway. Right, Nicola Charles. It would have, uh, you can't go past... Um, who was Sally? Um, she was... Yeah. Yeah, she's a radio personality she, now. I feel like she, um, I don't even know her bloody name. It'll Doesn't pop matter, up, but, but Sally. She's just Sally, like these yeah. people, like Alf Stewart, as if he's not Alf. It's like Ray Mager or Mager or some yeah. shit, right? But as if he's not Alf in the street, like his life is that show. It's like he's the Truman Show, but yeah. he's Alf Plus Stewart. Plus he's, he's raped Dungeon as well, if you've been <laughs> on <laughs> oh, YouTube. That's a, Quality YouTube tangent. Just to follow up to that, um, I think you know the the more the the smarter people might have been, um, or if you stayed up a little bit later, got into Blue Healers or Water Rats. Also key. All right. So before we move on, pick the tune. can already see Sergeant Maggie Doyle and Dash McKinley just running down the street chasing someone. Brilliant. Straight to the pub. They can't figure it out. Go and see, uh, go and see the publican. Chris, the what other, do you know? The other one, if you go way back to my childhood, was a country practice. And whenever, oh, good. whenever that tune came on, it was time to go to bed. Because it was like 8.30, country practice end. Do, 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 do. So we figured out, because mum and dad would be out washing the dishes, just before the credits came, we'll go and turn the volume down on the telly and then turn it back up after. And then you get like another half hour before they cottoned on because they were trained to the country practice music. 
<laughs> that, that's quality. They've got this thing called Fat Cat over here in WA and the Fat Cat comes on between the shows and he's like, and he tells everyone, okay, kids, it's time to go to bed. Good night, boys and girls. It's fucking real creepy if you've ever seen it. Like, well, we had Fat Cat in Tassie. In I don't know if it, wonder if it's the same guy still. Like that was back in the 90s, 80s. Anyway. Wild times. Good that's question. Good, I like good that. Start. I like um, that. Um, <laughs> This is a maybe a science question, maybe not. You had a few cats in your time. Do cats have penises? I had cats, but the th- we had three cats over our life and they're all female. So no, they don't have penises. Okay, so you've never seen a cat penis. I've never seen one either. I haven't seen a cat dick, no. Uh, maybe a lion okay. on Discovery Channel, but no, no house cats, I haven't seen their dicks. Weird. House cats, no penises. Very yeah, strange. Weird, strange. No. <laughs> Was that a question or just an astute observation by you that cats don't have cocks? <laughs> no, it was a question I wanted to ask you because I've never had a cat and, you know, I've, you know, they you rarely, rarely get close to them. But I've met one of your cats, a very friendly cat. The, the, uh, you met my the, cat? Andy's. Yeah, I met one of your cats. Um, uh, yeah, okay. Puskit. Uh, <laughs> we had Puskit and Fluffy. Yeah, they were probably still around when I met you. Only just though, they've been getting on. Um, on on uh, domesticated house pets. So if cats and dogs didn't exist, what animal would you like to domesticate and replace them with? What would we have in the house? Or if you can make one up, what would you like to have? Well, I don't think you'd have to domesticate it, but I think from what I've seen, one of the best animals to have for, for comedy value is a goat. Like goats are yeah, yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, you can't really have them in the house. They'd fuck shit up. But just to have goats around is is comedy, and I reckon if I had a bit of land, I'd have I'd have goats because they just provide high value entertainment. It it would be actually sick, wouldn't it? Like people down the beach taking their goat for a walk, and they're all you know bouncing around, and like climbing baby shit. goats, kids climbing shit, and they're like prance and stuff, just like a puppy. That's good quality. I reckon we would have got goats as pets. Yeah, if you want, and if you want something inside the house that's like cuddly, I don't know. Like I think we've nailed it with dogs and cats, to be honest. Because you could have like a kangaroo, but they're they're no good. Possums, wombats, yeah, nah. Goats, goats all the way. What, what about your um? You had a you invented a hybrid, didn't you? That you wanted to. What was oh, that? Oh, the. I was just all about like breeding miniature like like giraffes and elephants because we breed miniature dogs. But imagine if you could have a miniature giraffe. You know, as a pet, it's like, like a foot and a half like, tall, but same dimensions, like same scale. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Just, just wanders around the house. That would be sick, actually. And They're I don't constantly see trying to reach on the any reason bench. why we couldn't do that. Like, there's midget people. We must be able to breed midget giraffes, surely. I don't think that would be the way to do it, but surely there is a way. Yeah, the, the midget, the pygmy. You could cross it with something short. A sausage yeah. dog or something? You could start with a goat. So a goat, giraffe, and just slowly bring it down. And that'll get it to a more manageable size. And then you just keep going smaller and smaller. Brilliant. Done. You're a Done. genius. Um, That's money um, in the bank. What, a bit more serious now. What, what's something that scares you? Something that scares me. Lots of things scare me. Yeah. I don't like I'm not really scared by existential 
problems. Like I'm not really scared of death or a meteorite hitting the earth or a sun flare blowing us up. I think that's just, there's no point being scared of that. I'm a little bit scared of planes crashing. I feel like I'm in planes more and more lately. And I was thinking about it last night. I was in a plane. I was like, they like the chances of being in a plane crash are slim. But how do they go up? The by the more planes you're in. Same with like being a surfer, and you know the chances of being eaten by a shark go up. Because someone who never gets in the ocean is never, you know, a very small chance of being attacked by a shark. It'd be minuscule. Yep. But like you, it's spend a lot of time in the water. You've got a high chance. But that actually, I'm more scared of sharks than than planes. I think being eaten alive would be shit. <laughs> it's it's pretty hectic. The I saw a meme actually. This is not a thought of mine. I'm merely a carrier pigeon taking this thought, pretending mm-hmm. it's mine, delivering it to you. But uh, the, it's in your brain now, the, so it must be your thought. Yeah, yeah it's, we've we've come a long way. Like so, the the Wright brothers trying to fly a plane, right? You, it, I think it was nine, early 1900s, 1906 or something around there. They they're like trying to get a plane off the ground. It's like by biplanes are two wings they're running down a hill pretty much like a hang glider they're they're trying to get this powered flight and that was early 1900s and you fast forward 60 something years and some blokes on the moon yeah yeah it's quick but that being 60 years but then fast forward 60 more years and planes are essentially exactly the same and we haven't really been back to the moon so they had a fucking good period there and it's gone it's been pretty shit since then. We've focused on like internet porn. That's the main the main focus of technology. Aviation really took off, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> that could be the worst pun that I've had. Yeah, I, I don't because that's 1969. I think 1972 was the last time we we're on the moon. So that's yeah, you know, 50 odd years. We something's good is going to happen in the next 10 years. Yeah, we're trying to go to space. Wild. Uh, have you got a, a dream podcast guest? Who'd you like to have on the potty? Uh, a dream podcast guest. Or even a type of guest, someone from a certain uh, background, thought process. What about a historian? Anyone, it's your question. You run with it. Yeah. I don't, the problem with this question, I need to think about it too much and that doesn't make for good mm. podcast listening. Like you can I, come back to it, but like I, I, I'd like to have... Um, a big comedian on and I think about it but then I also get nervous and like oh fuck we'd I'd fuck it up like there's a bloke Wolfie in Perth who I think is a fucking genius but I'd be sitting here with nothing to say laughing at Wolfie ranting me he's like is this a fucking podcast you guys are fucking shit you don't know what you're fucking doing my time's valuable (laughs) (laughs) I think if you get a um, if you get a proper comedian you don't have to worry about your performance because they'll they'll nail it so you just your best you can do is shut the fuck up. I think I think I'd like to have probably a musician I really like. So maybe like a Paul Kelly or a Tim Rogers. I think would be it could be like pulling hen's teeth with Tim Rogers, but it could be good. We went to a Tim Rogers gig in Hobart. Um, uh. At a what was that pub? It was a it's a big gig pub. Uh yeah the the one in North Hobart Republic Bar. Republic Bar. We went there and ran. Uh, like I don't know if you were with me, but as soon as we walked in, Tim was like right there in front of us. I was like, "Oh fuck, that's yeah. that's him." 
It's like, Jimmy. Hey, man. And he's just, he was, I think he might have been off his chops highly that evening, but he just kind of looked at us and was like, yeah, yep. It was like, ooh, yeah. I don't know what to say. Well, that's the, the thing about like the first people like that. You can go and meet them because they play shows in small pubs. You can go and heckle them. You can go and talk to them. Go and say hello. It's a bit like the surfers where like, unlike footy stars or, you know, global musicians where they you're playing big stages, surfers have to practice in the surf and you can go and surf with them. And like you go to you know, WA at the moment, anywhere around Southwest, you'd be surfing with pros constantly. Yeah. I remember the first time I, um, I was on the Goldie and I saw Kelly Slater and I walked down the steps over from Greenmount onto like um, Snapper Rocks, whatever the beach is there, Roma Bay. And I'll, I stepped up the stairs and Callie's talking to someone and I fucking looked at him. Yeah. Ah. I looked back at my mate. I looked back at my mate and he's looked at me giving the eyes like, is that Kelly Slater sort of thing? I was like, uh-huh. And then I just looked at Kelly and, and I was just staring at him. I'm still walking. And he's like, hey, mate. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't think I fucking said anything. I was just didn't, I, I wasn't expecting it. Well, Ke- just, Kelly's the top, like you can run into pro surfers and be like, oh, how you going? But Kelly's the... Yeah the elite he's the superstar i just just to fall back on that question i'd like to talk to someone who knows heaps about like quantum mechanics or or space or something to really pick yeah pick their brains about that stuff we could get alan duffy on the show he's refused explicitly several times to my request to come on so could we get him on (laughs) or we'd have to trick him (laughs) can we call him you got his number (laughs) we might have to do a James. Just I do. We just get Shoot, him I'll on. just sit here and this be quiet. Is... You call him and just. Well, let's make come up with twenty questions for him. And just get him. He's fucking cool because like he, he he's a great educator. So he really addresses his answers to the audience. And I have a, a good a better than average knowledge of physics, and you'd probably do too. So he knows that, and he answers my questions to that level. But he also presents really well to kids. To like on Channel Ten, he's on all the time. Yeah, he's a professor at Swinburne so he's like picks the audience so I think that's his major skill but I'll, well let's just ask him every before. week if you'll come on well I don't think because the podcast we were probably worried that it was going to be a bit offensive but I don't think it's been particularly offensive so no <laughs> that it's a science podcast now and show him someone someone else's podcast <laughs> show him Dr. Booney's episode see this is our friend he's doctor a doctor Booney. Just yeah, like he's you. a doctor uh, my my family are uh, functioning alcoholics almost across the board. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he yeah that he'd be um on there. Uh, yeah okay good good question. No, we'll we'll work on it. Something to work on. Yeah. Um. Probably related to my froth. Do you remember drinking your first beer? Yeah, like so, uh, sort of. So I remember dad letting me finish the dregs out of the long neck um, homebrew. And I remember like the smell and the taste and think like, and it wasn't bad. It was like, oh, that's, that's a really different thing. I would have been quite young then. <laughs> <laughs> How old? Have a stab. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I assume under 10. You yeah, know, just literally fuck. the froth at the bottom of the long neck. He's like, yeah. Was this Grazo's attempt at like 
kind of putting you off it for a little bit. A I don't warm know. I just remember. I just, and I remember the. I remember the the flavor quite fondly, but then like after that, I don't remember the. I remember the first time getting pissed. Like when we started drinking, probably like fourteen, and we'd like we'd you'd drink three or four beers and be drunk. It's too young to start. If you're listening to this, kids, don't start drinking at 14. <laughs> I fucking hope there's no kids listening. If you listen to this, unsubscribe. Yes, unsubscribe and stop drinking. <laughs> I think um, my old man did the same thing, but I he might have been a bit nicer than yours because I'd, I'd get a halfway sip. I'd get a little, go and try this out. And I fucking, I don't know what kind of beer it was, but they're in clear bottles at the time. It might have been like a Han, Han ice or something. Yeah. Incredible cold, shit, Pete. They were clear. You don't yeah, want a one beer of out ones. of a clear bottle. Like that's never, it's never a good, good thing. Miller, Miller draft something. Actually, I just remembered this now. But we, I used to go duck hunting away with um, Pete, and that's my old man, and and his uh, best mate Pete as well, and his son Warren. So it was Pete, Pete, Warren, Warren. Hilarious. And back in back in the day, you'd um. We'd go for a bit of fly fishing as well, but you could go to a country pub or any pub for that matter. And I, as a minor, you're allowed to drink a beer if you had a meal mm. with it yep. and you're with an adult. And I don't know if that law still exists, but so I just remember dropping into um, maybe it was Haukwa Tavern up in um, up in the high country or in near Lake Eildon. We'd been a bit of fly fishing, a bit of hiking, and then we stopped into the pub and dad was like, oh, guess you boys probably have a beer then. And I was like wasn't expecting it i was like oh fuck yeah and i wouldn't have been too young maybe 14 or 15 or something yeah old but enough to want one i felt out of place like completely out of place sitting there with a little little pot of uh <laughs> fucking mid-strength beer or probably a light beer off tap yeah eating me chips it was wild not enough to get a buzz but i was like that's a pretty cool thing if, if that still exists like i, I think it, it would i think it does still exist in some states Probably WA. I don't know. <laughs> the toppies give it to you. <laughs> That's well. As long as you're with a with an adult, you can have a beer and you can watch the skimpies. <laughs> Make sure Dad explains what they are. Yeah. Um. What? Just a, a, a quick one. You you're um quite the guitarist. It fucking blows my mind how you just you just ripped out a, like Blue Healers. I've known that for when a was long the last time. time you played though. that? Yeah, yeah, but you're still there. You had it in you. Yeah, just ripped, ripped in. And when did you start playing guitar? Uh, I think in high school. So Dad played guitar when I was a kid. So we always had guitars around, but I never learnt it. But he could play a bit. And then in grade seven, I played trombone, and I'd played piano before that. So in primary school, I played a bit of piano and rec- recorder. And I had a bit of a knack for piano, but I didn't like it, so I stopped. Then I played trombone in grade seven in the brass band and grade eight. But I think towards the back end of grade eight, we were like, fuck this brass band shit. We want to start a rock band. And this speech and drama teacher like, like taught us all how to play different instruments. So me and three mates. So they're like, oh, Andy, you've played an instrument before. You can do guitar and singing. Um, Sam, you've already played guitar, you do guitar. Aaron, you're pretty hopeless at trombone, you do bass. And Duga, um, I think your brother used to play drums, you play drums. So we just started a band from scratch. And then that summer, 
practiced like a fucking maniac. So then grade nine got better and better through grade nine. So it was like, yeah, grade eight, nine. That's when I started. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and like, because you obviously had the froth for it. I feel like that's a real similar thing to surfing, playing guitar that people don't associate because everyone says, oh, can you teach me how to surf? And it's like, no, I can't because you're fucking 30 and you can't surf now. So you would have taught yourself already how to surf because you've got to want to do it, right? Yeah, because like, you, you cannot fake the froth. So when you're learning to surf, the froth is strong and you just want to go every day and you will fuck your life up to go surfing like literally you will yep. fail exam <laughs> university subjects to go surfing and then same with like especially in high school like music is so brand new and there's so much to discover because you never heard anything and there's like fucking Jimi hendrix and the beatles and president's united states and silverchair and nirvana and you've never heard any of this stuff so you keep discovering more and more shit and you're like holy shit like there's a whole world out there and then like you can learn it it's like and then you can replicate it. you start replicating things you're like oh yeah and like this is before the internet really. So I'd have to go to like Sanity and buy the tab books for the album that you liked and then you go home and try and figure out from the tab how to play like I had like the silver all the silver chair tab books and I just like all night long like trying to figure out how to do it. And there's no one to tell you how to do it, so you had to like figure it out. There's no YouTube guy saying, Oh, hold it like this. So yeah sick you and gotta have the froth like, if you're not frothing just fucking give up <laughs> but that but that's 100 percent surfing it translates and I, and for me i'm the guy who's like oh teach me how to play guitar i don't say that but i own a guitar that's exactly how ukulele, and <laughs> but i can play chords but i just don't I, like i don't have it in me to to i'm looking at a ukulele right now and i don't get home and be like boom i want to pick that up and learn something new and and i think a little bit of that is like i don't have the rhythm and the skill to pick it up because it does amaze me how you can remember something but particularly a song we, when we were in Mark's the other day I can't remember what song it was but you just like you were trying to pick it off the song that was playing through the Yui boom and I just like hit repeat on it again for you and you like pick the chords out of it and then boom you're off like is it a conscious decision how do you remember a song like how do you actually well, fucking do it I definitely forget a lot of songs so Anything that I've played since, like, back in the day, there's certain songs that I will probably never forget until I get, like, really old. But if I think, like, over the last 10 years, I've learned a lot of songs. And some of them played, like, lots and lots of times live. And I wouldn't have a fucking clue how to play them at the moment. But some just stick stick with you. But then it's quick to relearn them. So I, who knows? Fuck knows. Like, who knows how your brain works? Sometimes you can remember something forever and sometimes you forget it the next day. Um, but I think even so, if, you, if you've learned it once, it's easier to relearn it. So somewhere in your brain, it, it's imprinted in your head. It's archived. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no trick to it. There's no trick to it, as far as I know. Uh, the only trick is you've got to want to do it, right? Well, you've got to want to do it, yeah. I mean, if someone held a gun there. to your head and said, learnt this song, that would probably... I guess you want to do it to save your life. So, yeah, you got to want to do it. It's a different motivation when it's something like that really touches you on the inside because every culture has music and it, it is a, you know, it brings people together, but it does get to you. And like the same thing, songs talk to me like the same thing, but I can't reproduce it. It doesn't click with me at all. Well, it, it probably. Like yeah, a, a hard drive, like the file is not 
the information. It just points to where on the hard drive the information is, right? I think your brain's the same. So I think I think the information's in there. You just got to find the starting point. And once you tap back into it, it's like the lyrics for a song. Once you get the first one, then somewhere in your brain, the rest of them are there. You just got to find the where it's stored somehow. And I hope it hasn't been corrupted or pissed yeah, off or dropped. Yeah, sometimes it's been corrupted or it's only half. So you think, oh, I'm killing this. And then like, oh, no, I don't know the next bit. You, yeah. you just turn up to that file and it's just like a group of mushrooms just growing. Like, oh, well, I guess Damn. that song's gone. Yeah. Um, follow-up question to that. Can, can you play Sweet Home Alabama? Well, look, I haven't played it for a long time, but I'm assuming that I can play it. All right, this is... Yeah, that's a yes. <laughs> um, tell us a story real quick about you having to play that in Tokyo or not in Tokyo. Uh, so it wasn't that song, but um, I'll tell you the story that I think you're referring to. So we went to Japan that year that I was talking about before with the band. We had a band at the time and we were like, oh, we'll go to the ski resort and we'll fucking get gigs and it'll be sick. <laughs> and we did, but it wasn't like it was hard to get gigs because, <laughs> you know, you're in a little random ski town, but we did get some gigs. But we got onto these, like, this guy that ran a, like a bed and breakfast thing for like it was like a four or four or five star thing. It was pretty fancy and like rich people went and hung out there. What we considered rich people. They had like jobs and they worked in Tokyo <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, come and play for my, for the people staying there. So me and Trav were like, yeah, yeah we'll come. And he's like, yeah, we'll give you a Ichiman or whatever you call it, a hundred bucks basically to come and play and we'll give you food and beer. It's like perfect. Like that, that'll cover us for the, for the next week, that hundred bucks. And then we get there and they're like full-blown cokeheads um, and we're playing our tunes and they just want to hear like tunes that we don't know. Like, can you play this? Are like, these <laughs> Japanese blokes? or No, no, like- no. These are, uh, yeah, not Japanese, like English, Australian, but they live in Tokyo, live and work in Tokyo. And they've come up to the snow to do coke and um, <laughs> from what I can tell. Because, yeah... Uh, yeah, anyway, so they're asking songs so, and they wanted they, this guy is like the most off his face out of him and he's desperate for Mr. Jones. He's going on about it. And I was like, dude, just give me the fucking laptop and I'll learn it quickly. So me and Trav learn it quickly. He had lyrics and we played this terrible rendition of Mr. Jones and he's like sick and he, they were tipping us as we went and he put a, he's like, if you play Mr. Jones, I'll give you all this money. And we're like, yeah, yeah, it's probably like 100 bucks. So we, And then we got, we got to lift back. That night, we're in the actually under, you know, when you put like a floor down in a van so that you can sleep in it. Our mates had that and we were under the floor, me and Trav, in the pitch black dark. So we, because there was too many people in the van and then must have had a torch down there. And I was like, oh man, this isn't, this isn't a hundred yens. This is, this is hundred thousand yens. <laughs> and then we counted up. I was like, we got like fucking nearly two grand in Australian dollars here, which was at the time we were like dirt broke. So we ended up like, saving the money and then using it to record an album when we got back because back then you could record an album with two grand and then as an add-on to that story the guy 
I heard later was in Tokyo. We we weren't there doing coke with them or anything. It's just quite obvious that they were. But he was in Tokyo and he got pulled up by a cop, pulled his wallet out of his pocket and flicked a bag of cocaine on the ground and ended up going to jail. That's what I heard. Well, boom. <laughs> and and then I hope on your album, which album was it that you recorded? Uh, it was probably Aubergine Dreams by No Photo. It would be my guess. Yeah, I think it was One that. of the best. Yeah. That'd be the one that probably sounded best because we recorded it at a proper studio because we had two grand <laughs> from this cokehead in Japan. And Mr. Jones, was that a bonus track on the back? Remember CDs had the bonus track? You didn't yeah. know it was there. You had to wait through like five minutes of silence. Yeah, and 10 then minutes of silence. The bonus track. Fuck That'd yeah. annoy that the so fuck good. out of people now because you can't put it on your Spotify playlist because it's 10 minutes of dead air. <laughs> no, I don't know how to play Mr. Jones. I, like I never learned that song. But that guy, the singer, he's on the latest Joe Rogan podcast. I was going to listen to it because it sounded, he sounded like he was quite interesting. Counting Crows? Good. Counting Crows, yeah. yeah. Are they, they did that, the put up a parking lot song. Paved Paradise. Paved Paradise. Yeah, that's a, I used to like that song when I was real, when I was a kid. Hey, give Naive. us two. I'm just going <laughs> to top up my drink. Roggy. This feels um, this feels quite self-indulgent, like just sitting here talking about myself, but I'm enjoying it. But it's not necessarily about yourself. Like it's fucking interesting, and you know, you you rarely get the opportunity to ask people direct questions like that. And you and I have fucking known each other for so long. I mean, these aren't necessarily questions I'd want to know about you, but uh, <laughs> no, that's good. How many have we had? Here's a, uh, we've had. Uh, that's seven questions seven. seven questions with a few little dive on add on little questions right it's on. good though it flows I like it um, yeah, here's no, one to break well. things you're up you're doing well I'm going to drop in um, you drop in a your hypothetical own show. for you I feel like you could have your <laughs> own podcast 20 questions with what it'd be sick and then you can get all the guests you don't have to worry about me and we'll put it out one off the wood as a second type of episode would we do the same questions or different questions each time? You've got to tailor them, don't you? Yeah, tailored, tailored. That's why people listen because they know Woz writes the be, good questions. It'd be no good asking, asking someone who doesn't play guitar. When did you learn <laughs> when, to play guitar? Oh, pick. I don't play guitar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, all right, so I've got, a, I've got a couple of hypotheticals down. Some of them... Uh, my, oh, they're all shit, actually. But um, let's right. just roll with one anyway. Am I, okay, short answers? On, you want short answers or you want long? Mate, fucking whatever you feel like doing. Right um, You can qualify the question as well. So, hypothetical. For the rest of your life, you have to sing everything that you say or you have to shave your face with a proper, you know, shaver twice a day. Oh. Morning and night. Shave. For the rest of your life, you can only sing to people. No one else sings. It's just you. <laughs> That, I feel or like that would be funny day. for about two days. Like I'm just thinking at work, like it's going to be hard to get ahead in every presentation I do. I got to sing, like so. It's gonna, it's gonna affect my life. I think it'll be some good points and some bad times. Like the cops pull you over, 
<laughs> Do you know how fast you're going? No, I don't. I, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, um, I hate shaving my face. I hate it. But I feel like if I had to do it twice a day, I'd, get, I'd find all the right products that would... Because I get rash from shaving. That's why I don't shave. But I would rather shave than have to sing everything. It, w- it would be inconvenient. I mean, <laughs> so inconvenient. Your, your logies would be good. You're right. I didn't actually think about that, of the, the situations that you might get yourself into from singing every day but the shaving every day just oh, it's the worst thing I don't want to do it ever I don't like it. I actually replaced my razor for the first time in two years because I just shaved the little bits on your cheek yeah. and then like a little bit on the neck and, and it was like started pulling hairs out like I was plucking I was yeah. like fuck this is rowdy realised I hadn't bought razors in <laughs> I, at least two years my razor I've had for I reckon at least three years probably four and yeah yeah but it's fine. It's like, it's, no, pay, no, I've replaced mine. Highly recommended, mate. You should do it. No. no but, but do it and it just glides. It just, the hair's just... Is the technology just getting any up, better? Because, you, you know... Well, there's the, more blades these days. Those Gillette Mark, Mac 3s or whatever, they were, yeah. they were terrible. But they were all the rage. And then I got this shtick, schmick or whatever it is. And I was like, oh, this is actually Schick, better. Yeah. So I wonder if now, four years later, they're improving the tech. Well, I had to get a blade that matched the handle that I had at home. So I'm back on the Mac 3s, the Gillette Mac 3s. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my one of the most stolen to... items from the supermarket. Oh, blades. Fair dick. Yeah, well, be, they're expensive anyway. for what they are, but they get the job done. I, my mum worked at Gillette for a good yeah, I don't that's know, right. 10, 15 years. And so I used to get free Gillette products because she had X money to spend every month, but because I didn't shave. I didn't use them and I'd get through the deodorant, but I, I still had blades. That that one that I just threw out was the last blade from when mum worked there, but she hasn't worked there since probably 2004. So, yeah. um, do you ever shave your nuts with it? Ago. Probably once and never again, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's got to stick with the Manscaped kit for that. Did you, oh, <laughs> just a quick segue. Did you see Manscaped reach out to us to ask if we want to? We got another email from, I don't read from a different rep. I was almost going to say, yeah, oh, really? get them to send us more kit and we'll sell it on eBay. There's a little money raiser. Oh, I didn't say that. I, was like, I clearly itch. don't read <laughs> emails. I get email fatigue, too many emails at work. But with the those guys really f- fucked us because we, they, in, actually, no, I'll take that back. They didn't fuck us. They inspired us. We got inspired because we went real hard. We got great guests on the back end of last year. It really kicked us into gear to get our shit together. But yep. they fucked us by like giving us a 20% discount and then giving everyone 25% off for... Yeah, because we were that close to fucked. having a proper deal with them. Whatever, man. We don't, we, if we're going to... We need to... Um, if we're going to get a sponsor, it needs to be something that we care about. Because I don't give a fuck about ball trimmers. I think they're, they're fine. The Manscaped gear is fine. There's the real review. And it's useful. And I think it's better to have something just for your balls that you don't also use on your face. So, like, decent kit. But I think we'd be better off with a different sponsor. Something camping, outdoors, beer-related. How the fuck does Harry from Fire to Fork have a beer sponsor and we don't? I heard he doesn't even drink beer. I heard he only drinks white wine spritzes and he replaces (laughs) the beer with white wine spritz. Yeah, I heard that too, to be honest. Yeah. What else did you hear about Harry from Fire to Fork? 
<laughs> that could be a new episode. We should do next time. We'll get 20 questions with Harry. Just keep him, get that motherfucker on track. I'm supposed yeah. to be camping with him in a few weeks. So, uh, get the goss. Hopefully that comes together. Yeah, we'll get the goss. Um, all right. Let's go. That was too long of an answer. I'm going to give you a short answer for the next one, no matter what. All right. Um, what's a habit that you wish you started 10 years ago? Well, gosh. Like, do I have... Is it a habit that I do now we- or one that I just wish that I did and did start 10 yeah, years ago? Yeah, you might ago? have just started it six months ago or it's something that you'd like to do. Like... You know, for me, it might have been playing guitar at school, although I would have not had the froth and I'd just be the same position. You know what? Getting remedial massage. I wish I had done that 10 years ago because I just always thought my body was fucked and this was how it was supposed to be. And then I saw a guy and he, and maybe, and now I'm like, like back in the day when we were going to Japan and skiing and stuff, my hips were so fucked, but it turns out just from tight muscles. And I didn't know that then. And I know it now. And now I'm fucking nearly 40 and I'm more flexible than I was back then. Would have been way better back then to not be fucking so tight and, and munted. Does yoga help that as well? Like doing stretching, like proper stretching? Stretching, yoga, massage, all that stuff. Any of that would have been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Pay a bit more attention to the rig. And, right, that, and that's probably good, not good 10 answer. years ago, maybe 15 years ago. But anyway, yeah. The rig. Um, look after the rig, kids. Stop drinking. Okay. Look after the rig. Unsubscribe. <laughs> um, all right. This one might get deep. So, you know, apologize. But not the biggest thing. But what's something that you regret in life? Something you've done or something you didn't do? Or an opportunity that you didn't take. Just something. It doesn't have to be the biggest thing. I just want to know something. Because I hate those questions. Yeah. When it's like, what's the your fucking favorite song of all time? You, no one can answer that shit. It changes. No. Well, I'd say I try not to regret anything. Because there's no point. So, I would say I don't actually regret anything. But if I reframe the question as what have I learnt that I would apply given a second chance, <laughs> then I would say... <laughs> okay. You sound like um, uh, uh, who's the um, <laughs> if mate, so what you know is the question means if so, what I would regret. What's his name? I don't know. <laughs> the, <laughs> the fucking the bloke is all about it's a Jordan Peterson. That's what I'm thinking of. You know, he oh, just oh, reframes yeah. every question. Yeah, yeah. no, well, no. Because I think people Sorry, that say that, yeah, no, no, you don't, you don't regret it. I can't do Jordan Peterson. I love Jordan Peterson though. I think he's fantastic. Um, yeah, off topic, but both he's got two books and they're both in the top ten. I saw at the airport the other day. It's like yeah, people like like he he gets a lot of hate, but people must actually love him because he's got two best-selling books out. Anyway, the media's fucked. They smear him. Uh, I, so, I like him. I like him too. He's great. Check him out. Um, but. I think, yeah, if you say, oh, I really regret this, then you just sound bitter and blah, blah, blah. But one thing I have learned is that if you want to do something, you've wanted, whether it be like music, surfing, your job, whatever, you kind of have to go all in on it 
if you want it to be successful. You can't half-ass shit and you can't spread yourself thin. And I feel like at times that's something I've learned is that, yeah, if you, you can't sort of dip your toe in something and expect to be super successful at it. You kind of need to, to cut your losses and go all in. So and I think there's still opportunity for me to do that. I just have to wait for the right thing. So there's a tip for you. That's Oz. good. You've really petersoned me there about turning my fucking regretful question <laughs> into a lesson. Oh, hey, let me think of something I actually regret. Something stupid. No, but that's that interesting. While well, you think of that, it, it is interesting though, like about going all in because I, I like to do heaps of shit and and maybe not as much now as I used to, but I used to try and do everything and it meant that I had half friends everywhere. I, I know a lot of people, but I wasn't invested and deep with a certain group of friends or like particularly good at one thing individually. Even growing up with the sports, I did everything, you know, I, I did a lot of swimming and that helped me with footy and like I love to go surfing and yeah. I even played fucking baseball and basketball and cricket at some point, which are all shit sports, but I just did everything and it's like, yeah, that whole Yeah, imagine if you just it. said, all right, I'm yeah. just going to focus in on baseball. You might be living in freaking New York, Japan, playing pro baseball right now. And I think... Like I had a crack at my own business for a while there. And I think you've done a similar thing. And I had like some amount of success with it. But I think if you're going to start a business, you have to be willing to like fuck your job off, go broke and have a proper crack at it. And I think the same about when I've had bands and stuff. Like we've always had some amount of success. But unless you're willing to fucking, you know, put, put, a, put a, you know, take a big risk with it, you'd have to be quite lucky to have a heap of success with it. And podcasts could be the same thing. I think we should quit our jobs and just go all <laughs> in on the podcast. Imagine if we did quit our jobs and go all in on the podcast. We would yeah, have we'd some be recording of, every week, a couple, yeah. couple of times a week. We'd be meeting up with people. It'd be right, what's on today, driven to do it. But And I mean, I've obviously enjoyed this the, the way we do it, which is, oh, hey, Andy, I'm going to do this thing this week, but I don't do it. And it's like, well, no one gives anyone grief. We're like, fuck it. No, hey, and was, look, you didn't do that thing. I was like, yeah, I didn't. I don't give a fuck. And it is what it's, it is. And, and that's fine. And I think it's fine to do things like that. But you just have to understand that you're doing it for fun. And if you really want something to be successful, you have to fucking go in. Like, I think I look at Mel at the moment. She's She's got two businesses that she's working on. And I think she's about to get offered a job, right? So then you're like, oh, do we need the money? Should we take that job? And then you think, we well, probably should take the job. But I would take this learning, say to her, fuck the job. Back yourself. Worst case scenario, we're broke. But, um, that just depends if, if 100% of your wedding invites turn exactly. up. Exactly. If everyone turns up to job. our wedding, we might be fucked. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> if you, anyway, so now tip, that's tip for the kids out there if you're still subscribed. <laughs> if your dad, I like it. That's, yeah. That is good. If your dad's trying to get you to work at the dog food cannery, you say, no, I've got a job, dad. I'm in a rock and roll band. Obscure reference. <laughs> Doped youth. Uh, back in the day before social media, we had magazines and they came with videos and that's one of the best. Oh. Um, all right. Next one for you. That was supposed to be my short answer get- question. Sorry. But that was, <laughs> that was a bit deeper, so... I appreciate it. Um, growing up or, or now or at any point in time, your favourite place to go camping 
um, even as a grommy, like what's the place that you go camping and it's got those memories for you where you roll into the same spot and you're just like, this is it. This is, this is me. Yeah. So we had our, we still have family shack at White Beach. So that's probably got those memories and we would camp in the backyard when all the families were down there. But if we're going to, so that would be the memorable one, but like camping, friendly beaches. And that's probably more from when I was a 18 year old plus, but every time there was East Coast were on Tassie, pack the Pintara, grab Dr. V <laughs> <laughs> and, and Matt Costello, throw the boards in the back and go and camp at friendly beaches for a few days, surf wedges, fucking drink beers. Good times. It's beautiful too. Just Every time times. I go back there, I'm like, oh, I can't believe how fucking epic this place is. Did you go and do any bushwalking or was like, what, what would you just do down there? Just drink tins, Drink surf, tins and camp. surf. No. Just surf. Have fire in the car park. Have a fire in the car park, get get told off by rangers. Things like Yeah, no, it was 100% about surfing back then. Like, we would hike to surf, like go to, do you ever surf South Cape? It's like an hour and a half. Hike. Yeah, Rivulet. Yeah. Yeah. On the duck boards. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Not really one of those non-secret spots because it's 8Ks. It's the southernmost beach in Tasmania. Is Pretty, that right? Or uh, Australia? It probably is. One of those ones down Lion there. Lion Rock. Yeah. Yeah, Lion Rock. It's good waves if you can be bothered. We walked into there um, one day. I think Dr. V was with us. Yeah, we walked in pretty much in the dark, turned up at camp and you camp on top of the cliff there and all I could yep. hear all night was just like proper bombs, just like that crack of a wave just splitting the water underneath it. And you're like, fuck, it sounds pretty big. When it's like night time and the air's still and a bit moist, like it cracks. Yeah. We woke up the next day and surfed and that um, that channel, like thinking back to that, I don't think I'd paddle out, but it was pretty big. Do you remember this trip down there? I, I don't think I was there. part of that trip because I remember seeing photos and I was, I had to do something else. But um, I know, like I've surfed the channel next to Line Rock. Yeah, Line Rock. Where the less, hell. when it's big, the less break into it. Someone was eaten by a shark in that channel back in the day. But oh, like, well, back in the day, <laughs> so before I'd surfed it. Yeah, and no one told because I got in this <laughs> channel and it's like no rip you've ever seen because Line Rock is a vertical like on a granite rock face yeah. so it's it, it'd be 20 meters deep in there and you yep. you basically jump in and it takes you you sit on your board you don't lie down you just sit there on the board and you watch the rock go past you at a couple of k's an hour like as a good jogging pace yeah and then when you're ready you you paddle out and or across to the break and you go there and, and it was a bit big for everyone else i had a tiny little board but you know, I thought I was he man. I was Can like you imagine how something. tiny so, your board probably actually was? Like, if you picked it up now, it was. I know it was a local motion. It was oh, yeah. six one, shaped for Indo, probably two inches thick, eighteen and a quarter wide, <laughs> round pin. It was tiny. Twenty five. It's probably a few kilos lighter. But yeah, 24, yeah. 25 liters. Um, but that, yeah, like it was a, a wild little spot down there. Yeah, that's good. That's a good little mission. Classic Tassie too. Yeah, I think walking every Christmas. Turns like let's um. Let's go and surf that around my wedding, around Christmas, because that's the time Whoa. when you got those northerlies. It's hot. The surf's flat. Walk in there and it's four foot pumping. Let's do it. Relatively warm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That time of year. Sounds sounds good. Um. All right. One uh, maybe a bit more introspective again. It, g- give us an achievement that you're proud of. Doesn't have to be the biggest thing. 
again, just something that you've done, achieved yeah. in your life that you're proud of? Well, I got a left hand. I made a barrel, but that was in a wave pool. No. Um, oh, quite a few things I'm proud of. You know, I was really proud when the Bitterman got played on Triple J. I was like, oh, like about fucking time something I did musically <laughs> had some amount of success. <laughs> but I think the problem is that it's probably not as useful as it used to be when we probably did want it to happen. But it was, yeah, it was good. It was good to hear it. It was like, oh, yeah, that's an achievement. Well done, us. Proud. What song was that? Uh, on Oh, we had two. On All Sides and Saturday. Both. No. Fuck yeah. That's a solid achievement. I'd forgotten about that. I didn't actually know you had two played on Jays. Two. I think you might have shot me a message in the middle of the night being like in WA and you, yeah. you can just flick your Triple J app over to um, WA time and, and relive it two hours later. Yeah, I think the first one was like 10 p.m. and the second one was like 11 p.m. on Roots and All. It was like... And each time we missed it, like they put out a thing that they tell you that they're going to play it, but we never noticed. And then it was like last minute, like, fuck. The first time I didn't even hear it, I got a, then I was in bed and I started getting emails, like some chick emailed us just frothing. I was like, I was like, what? And I jumped online. I was like, oh, fuck, they played us on Triple J. And I was like, and this email straight away, this chick frothing. I was like, oh, we're going to make it huge for sure. But that was like the only email we got from it. No one else gave a fuck. But she was frothed hard. So, Mel, get out of bed. I'm going to need a new girlfriend. Yeah, you're dumped. <laughs> I rang my boss and I was like, I quit. We're going huge. <laughs> Triple J. So that's up on Triple J on Earth. Is that still up there? Yeah, Triple J on Earth. Go to the Bitterman. We've got, when you get played on the radio, you get a little red circle against your name. So that's a little badge yep. of honour. We've still got that there, and we've got more. We're going to have more tunes coming, so we'll we'll have another crack. And no one will take that away from you. No one can take it away, <laughs> <laughs> apart from the Chili Peppers. They, they can't take, take it, it away. They can't take it. No, it's not theirs. It's ours. Uh, are you in a band at the moment? You got a band? Nope. The Bitterman have been in chalk, so so Matt Matt's back in Melbourne. He's been in London. Looks like Dave. He's moving back to Melbourne for at least a few months over winter. So there's a chance. There's a chance. I've got songs. I've got lots of songs that we need to get going on. So the Bitterman will have That's another um, album you, in the next year or so. I said that last you year. Promised me, um, you promised me a poem as well for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Has that happened? <laughs> well, I said I don't have any poems, but I've got some lyrics from s uh, songs. So I could just drop them. As the Are they about me though? Oh, about you? Oh, yeah. I, I need a poem about you. No, I don't have one about you. Okay, that, save that. Shelf save that. It. Write I've that got down. twenty questions for you for next next time we do this. And I'll, okay. I'll Hopefully, one of them's in poem format. Yeah. <laughs> I'll make it an acrostic poem. <laughs> acrostic. Not really. A, a, acrostic poems are they a poem? That's more just an acronym, isn't it? What's the fucking difference between an acronym and an acrostic poem? Uh, acrostic poem is like it should make some sort of sense you know like an acronym is stands for something an acrostic uh, yeah, poem like, like sock was stands for this wanker all zebras <laughs> See, <laughs> I need more time <laughs> too much pressure <laughs> nah fair enough speaking of time do you, do you have any idea how long you're going to live? What do you reckon? Put a number on it. I want a number between, you know, now and the end. Mm. What? 
I was thinking like I was, I was talking to girls at work. They were always complaining about the gender pay gap, women in leadership, all that sort of stuff. And fair enough, you know, it's important. But then I said to them, look, and I was thinking about this, men live on average five to six years less than women. And even accounting for the fact that we die younger because we do stupid shit, we just live less. And nobody gives a shit. No one's fucking trying to figure it out. If it was women, they'd be like, oh my God, the patriarchy is making us live five years less than men. <laughs> Good. And I was like, no, it's the other way around and nobody gives a fuck. That being said, we were talking about it <laughs> and I was like, well, one of the reasons is men don't really go to the doctor. And I was like, I don't ever go to the doctor. So I could drop dead next week because I wouldn't fucking know. So I, I, I'm saying I need to go to the doctor to get checked up. I think if I do that, maybe I can live. I'd like to live to at least 80. Yeah. Have you got any inklings? You reckon you're a stayer? You reckon you're going to get there? Yeah. Got to think positive. Yep. I think because back to this fear question, I'd be really annoyed to get cancer and die next year. That'd be fucked. Be really shit. So I'm thinking 80 as the minimum. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll see how we go. It's good to have goals. Yeah, it's good to have a goal because we're doing the octanarian Olympics. Remember, got to be able to pick up oh, kids, yeah. <laughs> throw them in the van, yeah, put your put your luggage in the overhead lockers. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. of them. What about yourself? Yeah, what's your What's your number? I I don't know. My I got both um, both ends of the spectrum in my family. I've got some early yep. tap outs and some stayers. I've got a hundred and one. Uh, yeah. great grandma but on the same side of the family i've got a, a 42 and yeah and i just i got this feeling like 72 and this is fucking morbid but i don't know i just feel like i don't have it in me and and i'm fucking lucky that i made it to this age because to be honest it doesn't like maybe coming to back to that fear question that it's not like there's not a lot of things that scare me and there's things that aren't actually scary that scare me like i don't know this is a weird tangent but a guy at work threw a deodorant can at me jokingly because I was he was throwing something at me trying to get me to do something jokingly you know in the air lots of air I just took it on the head deodorant can spinning I was just like took it straight in the head it was like to show him that I didn't give a fuck because I just generally don't like yeah and I don't think between that and uh yeah maybe genetics just feel like I've got a short one on me so I'm living it well Look, everyone's family Odd. has got that. My family's got that. We've got old ones and young ones. You give less of a fuck than other people. Did, did you get a lot of, like, speaking of hits on the head, did you have many head injuries as a youngster? Concussions? You've made me think about this more than anyone else, but yes, plenty. Yeah. I used to wear a helmet playing junior footy. Like, for, for one – how's this? I played it for one – my club footy on Sundays. I wore a helmet. School footy, wouldn't wear a helmet. Because I was like, school footy's gay. Like, I don't care. And But club footy, I'd go all in as hard as I could. And I have ended up with a few concussions. So I ended up with a helmet. And yeah, yeah I've so smacked my head too many times. You've probably got some issues related to that. So I think if you were to concentrate on working on those things and there's ways you can improve your brain function, because it's, apparently it's not good. 
But you, you know, you seem fairly well adjusted to a, you know, ish. <laughs> like you get since the guy who took up bull riding at thirty-one yeah. and decided, yeah, not exactly. oh, sounds like a fucking good idea. Yeah, no, I think you've got more in you than you think. Um, All right, you're not really softening with age, though, are you? <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm physically softening. Things hurt more, but I've yeah, been... Be I'm on the... Um, we're, we're literally five weeks out or six weeks out now from this hike in the Alps in Vico. And in the Alps. Oh, it's been concerning. In the Alps. It was the Alpine National Park. I've been... It's a... Yeah, a, a little walk on the weekend was concerning me. This hip still give me issues from when I did Cape to Cape. Obviously, that was bull riding related previously, but I've been on squats and I've just, it's the kick up the ass that I needed, and the squats have been helping. Like, I'm just doing super deep squats, like ass to floor, slow squats, lean on one leg, lean on the Did other. Did you get yeah, that thing I sent you, I, the knees over toes guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get, get on to some of his, they're just body weight squats, and apparently good for the ankles, knees, and hips. I don't, and like, you yep. could pay for his shit, but he gives it all up for free on YouTube. Get onto it, and then get some massage and stretch every day. Because we—if your hip gives way, that'll be annoying. Yeah, we'll leave you to it, die. It will be annoying in but the snow. I'm also, I'm also going to get out of there. Like I'm not, I'm not going to fucking cark it and make you carry me. Like I will fucking crawl. I'll carry before you. you carry I will me. carry you. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we'll we need we go. Dave um, to come. If we got enough people, we probably need four people. <laughs> if we have to carry you. We'll just drag you along the snow. We'll make shift sled. Yeah, and I bought, especially these days. Um, all right, if, if you could go back now and relive a year of your life just because it was sick, what age would it be? What age, what year? Like, would it be the ignorance of primary school? Would it be the froth of being 20 and being able to drive and do what you wanted? Um, and then, what, the and then do I just bounce back to this year? Yeah, yeah. You just get to delve in. You just do, you just get a day, a year's holiday over there, and then you come back and you're the same age. You don't miss out on anything. Yeah, wrong way. I think the year that we went to New Zealand and then we went to Japan after that, and we and the Japan season was crazy, like just deepest powder. I'd love, and we were there for the season. I'd pay good money to go and relive that season, and I'd probably do the New Zealand trip slightly different. Um, it was 2007. I'll let you take some money and your do you skills have, and Do knowledge. I have my knowledge? You got knowledge, but you got the old, the young rig. Whew. Yeah, I I think I could make it work. Like I could go back to being like 23 or something and just <laughs> just slay it <laughs> with the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> like, even with the rig that I was fucking blessed with, I think I could do okay. <laughs> you might put in a bit more investment at the start of the year, January. It's like, I'd, all right. I'll go back and buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Amazon stock. <laughs> Doesn't affect the future though. So okay, uh, yeah. And also, two thousand seven Bitcoin wasn't around. I don't think. No, both those years were cool. Um. All right. What's um, our, our generation? What are we going to re- be remembered for? The uh, I'll give you like the boomers. Our parents they type with two fingers. They're a bit shit. You know, they use their phone with their index finger. They hold it in front of them and they push on the apps with an index finger. And you look at them and you're like, "Fucking, that's you." It's the olders. They love the greys. The jeans and runners types, they're out of fashion. What what are we going to be remembered for? Fuck knows. Like I don't Fuck really, knows, I yep. don't know what the kids are doing today, but they're different. And um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think like maybe we're all into like exercise and yoga and Instagram and the kids will come up and think that we're all weird for all that stuff, you know? It's like working out and stuff. Yeah. And maybe they're just at home. Social media could be the past. Could be like a split of like what the fuck happened? You guys lived on phones. Well, like they, maybe they'll live deeper the in it though. Maybe they will live in in the virtual world and they'll be like, we'll be the last generation that's somewhat living outside. I don't know. They're all plugged in. I don't know. Look, and if I was going to look at it positively, we might hopefully be remembered as a generation that like did focus on improving mental health and trying to save the planet a bit more and fucking black lives matter and all of that stuff. This is, you know, because we've almost gone too far in that direction, but Maybe that's what we'll be remembered for, for a bit of, uh, what do you call it? What they did in the 70s. We're trying to do it again now, 50 years later. It's like, all that stuff, we need it more again. Don't be racist. It could be ironic because that was the boomers. The, the boomers okay. were that generation post-World yeah. War II. And we're II almost doing it again. That. We're trying to level up that shit. Yeah. The tr- trannies rule. Trannies rule. Have you seen fucking Dean Laidley or Danny Laidley? Nope. Have you seen that in the news? So Dan, Dean Laidley was a coach in North Melbourne, like played good footy, was like a bloke's bloke, and he's popped up as a tranny in the in the news, not the olds. This is recent. They've uh, yeah, I, it I just do, fucking blew my mind. I don't think you're supposed to say tranny. So he whatever. He's um, a woman. transvestite. No, not no, a transvestite. Not a transvestite. A, like, a cross dresser. He dresses like a chick. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. He's a woman. The question. It's become a woman. Oh, I could All tell right. you something about that, but it, it would be, it wouldn't be right. I'll tell you. All after, right. Well, that might push pod. us into a hypothetical. Tell us after the thing. But um, all right, another hypothetical for you. Hit me. This I got. I feel like you've really. you the way your questions have gone. They've gotten deeper. As and I drink more okay. whiskey, and you get deeper. So anyway, I'm not asking for that. I can bring it back. It's a. It's a song here. We'll crescendo. We'll come back. We might end this with is a the bang. Bridge. We might not. Just give me what um, you got. All right, hypothetical. You have to live the rest of your life in the body that you're in now, but it's a... Sorry, not in the body. The mind, everything, but you, it's a girl's body. You have to live as a girl or in a wheelchair. I'll go a girl for sure. Oh. Cause I just what be about a the lesbian? free... Yeah, okay. You just be a lesbian. What about the parking up front at the supermarket? Oh, in the wheelchair. Yeah, but you, you're, yeah. Can't, you can't walk, though. Nah, but you sit down all day. Sick, you roll around. This chick was flogging me today walking into the work. She was in a wheelchair and she was just putting yards on me. I was trying to keep up. Yeah, which is fine for most of the time. And then all of a sudden there's one step and you'll win that part. <laughs> like... <laughs> my worst enemy the single step and what if you want to go to the beach like have you seen oh, like some beaches around here have got like the wheelchair access which is cool because then you can take people in a wheelchair and wheel them all the way down onto the sand which is sick but like yeah. you know like on Phillip Island or some beaches where it's a long way down to the beach and the ramp Smith's. is like a kilometre long to get the wheelchairs down yeah there. it goes back and forth it takes too long Smith's. to get to the beach I think you just have you should just have a really steep ramp just straight onto the sand 
How do you get back up? Little like a, a like a roller coaster with a tick 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 tick. Yeah, yeah it's just tick, a witch. Exactly. How sick would that be? They should make a theme park for people in wheelchairs. Yes. It's like handy, capable. All of the parks, are unfortunately, are disabled. But you, instead of getting like you know lifted into the yep. carriage on the roller coaster, you just clip in. Yeah, because you've already got the. Yeah, like life could be a lot more fun in a wheelchair, if, and it shouldn't just be the park. It should be every wheelchair access should be theme park related so you want to yep, get they call it hot wheels like those yeah. hot wheels things there's a loop to loop and shit instead of the train you just clip on the back of it and you're on the tracks yeah. you don't have to get on the train you don't have to get up on the platform you're just on the back yeah you're at the westfield everyone so, else is going down the escalator the wheelchair access goes into a loop to loop and then you do yep. yep fuck yeah i'll take the wheelchair thank you <laughs> in that reality that could be your reality. You can work it out. Um, all right. If if you were to become famous, what would it be for? Or uh, no, let, sorry. Let me rephrase. What would you like to be famous for? I would like to be famous for. Everybody knows Andy from murder. maybe from one off the wood. No, like Ooh, right now, he- talking heavy. to you, famous for one off the wood. We could be famous podcast host we are famous people know of us you know if we went walk past the Hort Bogan's house I reckon he'd freak out (laughs) he's got his own podcast these days oh Oh, yeah he does too The Tinsman it's fucking great The Tinsman get around it yeah Yeah. check out The Tinsman podcast check it out it's on Spotify it's on all I thought we were exclusive being on there just you me Rogan Rogan but turns out the Hort Bargain's on there as well. Um, the Tinsman podcast. Yeah, it's good. It's just blokes chatting shop. It's exactly what a podcast should be. Yep. If you're into this, you'd probably be into that. So give that a fucking... Put it in your ear holes. Put it in your ear holes. Um. All right. What's easier? A nice quick one. Quitting heroin or quitting wanking? Heroin. You could quit it. You haven't had it. Oh, you might have. I could quit it. I haven't had it. I could quit it. I know I could. Wanking though? Probably couldn't quit that. <laughs> All right. Good. Um, <laughs> another hypothetical then. You should, uh, I feel- if you want to have babies, you should not quit wanking either. You should be pumping out three to five a week to keep keep things in check. Yeah. So there's no reason to quit wanking. And I think if you say, if you have a decent the- grasp on your heroin addiction, you can get away with that for a long time too. So look at Paul Kelly. So neither of those things need Paul- to be quit unless you do them too much. I think yeah, I think you can live quite comfortably as a wanker, heroin addict. Anyway, <laughs> I haven't tried heroin, no, so I don't know for certain. But it seems pretty good though. It seems like, wank- and, and that's I was going to say that's a awesome. tip for the kids, but. It's not really because the kids, like anyone, know best yep. about the the heroin of the of that world. Um, How many questions left? Well, I don't know. I've lost a bit of track here. I've got a lot of circles and scratches on pages, but probably not too many. Okay, not too many left. Hit me. What's the next one? One. All right. Well, a, a hypothetical. Yep. Again, this is how I know I'm at the end of the page. <laughs> all right, you have to. <laughs> You have to have a different password for every single login that's, you know, mosh ticks, the whole lot. Or once a year, 
you lose your wallet or your phone. You don't know when or which one it's going to be. Different password for everything or lose your wallet or your phone. Yeah, I lose lose the wallet or phone because I, I mean, I probably do that once every five years anyway. And I've, I thought you were going to say the password thing or kill yourself and I was going to pit kill yourself. So I definitely <laughs> <laughs> wallet or phone. Like there was a time at work where they were making us update our password every few weeks and I nearly like fucking quit the job. Like it's a good job, but this is, this is fucked. I can't remember these passwords, you idiots. So yeah, lose the wallet. The wallet's useless these days anyway. Do you know in New South Wales, you get your license on the app. You don't even need your wallet. Fuck your wallet. And my phone's Fuck, I need shit. to move there. I've got like an iPhone 4. It's, forget about it. <laughs> I lost my wallet last year before doing Cape the Cape and I haven't replaced my license yet. I've just been waiting for the license renewal notice to come in the mail and <laughs> then I'll be, be like, sweet. You probably I'll renewed it for 10 years though to save money. <laughs> yeah, fuck <laughs> that. <laughs> no idea when it's coming in. But I've just been, I'm hanging out for that because uh, I refuse to submit to, the, maybe it'll turn up. You know, you remember Jolly? Um, my mate Jolly, sure we used do. to run into him at Skate. Yeah, field. we went skiing with big him once. Na- big schnoz. Yeah, mad dog. Um, he uh, he lost his wallet like on schoolies or, or a trip out to like Marimbula sort of area when they were 18. Or might, they might have even been yet school still. Lost his wallet. Anyway, about 10 years later, his wallet turned up in the post at his house. Like nice. same address to his mum's house. It's covered in barnacles. They went swimming and it, it was in his shorts and it fell out. And some bloke found it like in the rocks and covered in barnacles and still had a $20 note in it and just turned up in the post at his house. Crazy. That, did, that's did, mint. I'm thinking that's what's going to happen to me. Did you see that? There's a surfer from Tassie Surf. Got towed into Pedro Branca. Wiped out. Lost oh, the board. I, the board turned up miles up, up, up in Queensland. I'm in town. Yeah, it was in Townsville, Townsville or Covered think. in barnacles and shit. Yeah. Like, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Epic. <laughs> Madness. I love it. Um, I think that's all the questions I've got. I lost my little bit of <laughs> the end of the bit of paper here, but that's all right. Well, how about um, this then? Unless you've got, why don't I give you a teaser question for when we have the was 20 questions? Oh, so I'll go, yeah, I'll take it. One more, one more question. You're going to give me one? You've One more question. Okay. You qualified for the Olympics. What sport would you have qualified for the Olympics in? You're going to Tokyo. Going to Tokyo. Maybe not. It might not be Tokyo. It might have been you might have been younger. What would you have qualified for to go to the Olympics? What would have been the sport? Maybe a hockey goalie? Oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm just trying to think the only like <laughs> Is that the world's best segue to, to our next episode? Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I was just like that can't be that hard, can it? Are you saying it? <laughs> and I was a hockey goalie in primary school for a bit. Okay. Yep. Because I couldn't do any other sport at an Olympic level. No way. I was okay at breaststroke. Like I, I won my school at breaststroke, and then we all went, I went to the yep. to the regionals and came dead last by a long way. And it turns out my school <laughs> I'm not very good at swimming. <laughs> I went to states for breaststroke in in primary school. Oh, we should have Made a breaststroke. We should have a breaststroke well, swimming race. Well, given I grew up in Victoria, uh, I'd uh, bigger bigger regionals and then made it to states. And I finished 
well, I was in the in the top eight because that was the final. So I must have finished in there. I did fucking I don't, almost last. I think you would have beat me but, back then, but I, I think it would be tighter now. All right, well, it's on. Write that one down. Brushstroke. I think, I think that's all, all my questions. I'd like to do it again, though. I've enjoyed it. I feel like I've really um, got into it at the start. I need to structure my questions maybe a little better. No, I think but, I think it was good. I think it was good. I think it flowed. It's a it's a good concept. Something that we can do when we don't have a guest, which is all the time. Um, <laughs> we're gonna get more guests. Thanks for the feedback, people out there giving feedback who are not listening to this episode because they said I like the ones where you have guests. But you never we'll, even posted we'll the last episode on Instagram. Oh, that's my bad. That's, that's your one job. Of those that's your one job. I'd do something. Yeah. All right. I'll do it tonight. <laughs> Post the last. I've got episode. a bunch of memes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bunch of memes to drop as well. I'll drop. Did you like the meme, the meme drop on um, Instagram story? What were the memes? I just dropped a shitload of memes when? Uh, a while ago. People seem to enjoy it. Oh, I'll do I, that again. Yeah, no, that ages ago you're talking about. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah. We need to make up our own memes. That's what we're going to do. Have a meme off. You spend the next two weeks coming up with one meme. <laughs> to beat all and we see who can come up with the best meme. Alright. Um have you I'll take a I'll take a twenty questions for Wars teaser question. Alright. I've I'm I don't want to give any of the good ones away. So but I've Don't uh, and this uh, might be next episode or it might be a couple of episodes from now, but we're gonna turn this around. Um no, oh, this is a not a bad one. Oh no, actually there's some good ones here. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll just go with a silly one. How many house cats could you beat in a fight? Like, what would be the upper limit before you lose that fight? Bare hands, no weapons. Let's say in a pair of speedos, and that's it. Just speedos. Just speedos. Right. So, at the point that they win. It's going to be real slow death because oh, they don't really take bites out, do they? they? They just kind of scratch at you. And I'm locked in the room and I've got to kill them all to win. Is that yes. it? I can't just escape? Yeah, no, you're going to have right, to so fight, fight your way out. Like, is me there versus an one house cat, I'm good. You could easily well, beat well, it. I could Even, beat like, one. Fighting one house cat wouldn't be great. Like you're going to get scratched no. up. But once you get it and it bites you, you just rip its fucking head off so you're fine <laughs> one the problem is that there's another one biting you at the same time but obviously i think i've got height on my hand i'm picturing a, a blank room so they're not gonna like attack from the the cat scratching towers from the top they can, can jump they? though cats can jump high cats jump i'm gonna load up in a corner and treat them like football so i reckon 10 10 i'd have a good chance to knock a couple off yeah like i've got a fair boot on me um i'd think that matter if it's to the death 15 i'd be okay with 20 could be my limit 20 house cats what does that look like 20 i'd love to see what that actually looks like like 20 house cats but i I think you could beat 20 i think it would be brutal you might end up blinded um and i think eventually you get scratched up and if you're in that room for long enough you get maximatosis and die anyway that's from rabbits i'm thinking no no what's the one that cats give you Toxoplasmosis. That one. That'll get you in the long run. <laughs> yeah. You have to live with them. You could go the angle and just make friends with them. <laughs> just like just befriend the cats. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. but to get out, but then you have to stay there forever. To get out, you have to kill every cat. You and once them. you so start you the death them, machine, it, it's like, oh, that one's gone to sleep. Yeah, you have that cool. So the next one comes over. It's like, oh, what's yeah. happened? Nothing. Hey, hang up. <laughs> Tear its head off. <laughs> I think what would bring you down is be ultimately slipping on a dead cat, and you know you've knocked a few off, but yeah. there's a couple on the ground. You fall over, you go down. They start get to the eyes, and once you can't see the cats, you're just you're in you're in a world of hurt. Protect the eyes. Protect the eyes is key. Uh, I'd like to take twenty five. Twenty five is my answer. Yep, good answer. I think we're going to have to pull the pin on this episode. I've got a tune though, because that's good because that's what we do. At yeah. The end. Well, I'm prepared, so I'm proud. Uh, so I went to the Gold Coast on the weekend, see. Mel's family and we, we just went up there to hang we didn't have any plans and then I was looking it's like oh there's a blues fest at Broad Beach and I looked at the lineup I was like oh it's actually an epic lineup and we'd missed the Saturday but Sunday there's a guy called CW Stone King playing who I've seen before and he's freaking awesome and uh, so we went down there it was huge it was like a huge festival and it was free and CW Stone That's King played free. it was free yeah. What are they? Are they trying to get COVID up? There? They're know, just giving. Man. They're just getting there everybody around. There thousands and thousands of people there. Uh, so, and then C.W. Stone King. He's a blues guy. He was raised in Catherine, in the Northern Territory. He's got the most bizarre accent. Like it's. He sounds like Indigenous slash Bogan Australian slash from the South of America. So he, he must have had a weird upbringing, and he's like he's a real throwback to like almost the thirties. 40s sort of blues style huge voice hilarious stories between songs and he just played by himself to like probably 5,000 people just him and his guitar and it was sick and um, yeah he's actually what's he's known for because I know his name but I don't know any tunes he's probably known for just playing everywhere around Australia for the last you know 10 years you would have seen him appear on festival yeah. lineups and things like that it's worth checking out I always thought he was from America and did not realize that he was Australian because I couldn't believe when I saw him in the lineup. And um, anyway, he's going to play at the Wandy Pub in September. So I'm going to try and go and see him there because that'll be intimate. Uh, Mad. But anyway, so I was going to chuck one of his songs on. It's called Mama's Got the Blues. C.W. Stone King. Very cool. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your honesty. Thanks for the questions. Yeah, thank you for the questions. Hooroo. All right.
Hallelujah. 